No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Moses recalls the journey of the children of Israel from Mount Sinai to the Promised Land and the epic failure of Kadesh Barnea. If we learn lessons from the past, then we won't repeat them. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Deuteronomy chapter 1 on Simply the Bible. From the east side of the Jordan River, Moses gave a history lesson to the children of Israel who were about to cross over into the Promised Land. We pick it up in Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 19. So we departed from Horeb and went through all that great and terrible wilderness which you saw on the way to the mountains of the Amorites as the Lord our God had commanded us. Then we came to Kadesh Barnea. Here Moses describes their passage from Mount Sinai to Kadesh Barnea at the border of the Promised Land. And he called it that great and terrible wilderness. It was desolate. And if it had not been for the miraculous supply of water and manna, they couldn't have survived. This was a legitimate wilderness experience. It was the time after their deliverance from the bondage of Egypt and after receiving the law of God, but before they entered the promised land. It was necessary that they pass through this to learn faith and dependency upon God. Likewise, under the new covenant, we have our own legitimate wilderness experience. After we are saved, the Holy Spirit writes the word of God upon our hearts. But we soon run into the problem that the Apostle Paul describes in Romans 7.18. And I know that nothing good lives in me. That is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. This is the time of wrestling with our sinful nature to get rid of those old desires and habits. Indeed, this is a great and terrible wilderness. So what is the solution? Paul tells us in verse 24, O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Therefore, if you are struggling through the wilderness experience, then know that it is legitimate. You must walk through this to learn faith and dependency upon God, but also know that it doesn't last forever. At least it doesn't have to. God has a land of milk and honey for you where you are walking by faith in Jesus Christ and through the power of the Holy Spirit, putting to death the sins of your flesh and conquering the land that God is giving to you. Verse 20. And I said to you, you have come to the mountains of the Amorites, which the Lord our God is giving us. Look, the Lord your God has set the land before you. Go up and possess it as the Lord God of your fathers has spoken to you. Do not fear or be discouraged. This was a simple order. They had come to Canaan for this purpose. God had given them the land. They just had to go up and possess it. It would require that they trusted in God and were courageous. 
Verse 22. And every one of you came near to me and said, Let us send men before us and let them search out the land for us and bring back word to us of the way by which we should go up and of the cities into which we shall come. Now, in the account of this in Numbers 13, Moses said that the Lord told him to send men to spy out the land of Canaan. But here we discovered that the idea originated with the people. They wanted to do reconnaissance, but God had already done that. He had already searched out a place for them. He had already described to them the cities and people they would face. He had already told them that it was a good and large land flowing with milk and honey. But they wanted to see it for themselves. And it's always dangerous when we choose to walk by sight rather than by faith. The plan pleased me well. So I took 12 of your men, one man from each tribe, and they departed and went into the mountains and came to the valley of Eshkol and spied it out. They also took some of the fruit of the land in their hands and brought it down to us. And they brought back word to us saying, it is a good land which the Lord our God is giving us. The plan seemed good to Moses and God gave them what they wanted, but it would prove to be disastrous. Now, the Valley of Eshkel is a fertile region near Hebron where even today there are vineyards that are famous for the quality of their grapes. They picked a cluster so large that they carried it on a pole between two of the spies. If only the 12 spies would have kept their eyes upon the grapes, the goodness of the land, and the greatness of their God, then this story would have been much different. Verse 26. Nevertheless, you would not go up, but rebelled against the command of the Lord your God. And you complained in your tents and said, Because the Lord hates us, he has brought us out of the land of Egypt to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites, to destroy us. Where can we go up? Our brethren have discouraged our hearts, saying the people are greater and taller than we. The cities are great and fortified up to heaven. Moreover, we have seen the sons of the Anakim there. Ten of the twelve spies brought back a negative report, focusing on the giants of the land, the Anakim and the great cities fortified up to heaven. The people's rebellion completely distorted their understanding of the situation and the nature of their God. They said, the Lord hates us. But the essence of the covenant was the love of God. They said that God had brought them out of the land of Egypt to deliver them into the hand of the Amorites. But the truth was that God would deliver the Amorites into their hands. Then I said to you, do not be terrified or afraid of them. The Lord, your God, who goes before you, he will fight for you according to all that he did for you in Egypt before your eyes and in the wilderness where you saw how the Lord, your God, carried you as a man carries his son in all the way that you went until you came to this place. There's a striking contrast between what the people saw and what Moses saw. The people saw that the land was full of difficulty. Moses saw that the Lord had already given them the land and that they just had to lay claim to it. The people saw the giants and were afraid. 
Moses saw that the Lord was going before them and would fight for them, just as he had done in Egypt. The people accused God of hating them. Moses said God carried them through the wilderness as a father carries his son. The facts were the same for both. Moses, the man of vision and faith, minimized the difficulties because he believed in the Lord. But the people, with little vision, could not lift their eyes above the obstacles to see the greatness of their God. The difference between those who accomplish much for God and those who don't is what they see. Generations later, the army of Israel saw a big Goliath and took their eyes off of God. David saw a great God and a puny giant before him. What do you see? Verse 32. Yet for all that, you did not believe the Lord your God, who went in the way before you to search out a place for you, to pitch your tents, to show you the way you should go, in the fire by night and in the cloud by day. The epic failure at Kadesh Barnea was unbelief. Even though God was going before them in the cloudy pillar by day, in the fiery pillar by night, they did not trust in him, and it cost that older generation the promised land. They would exhaust the remainder of their days on earth in the great and terrible wilderness. That is the high cost of unbelief. And the Lord heard the sound of your words and was angry and took an oath, saying, Surely not one of these men of this evil generation shall see that good land of which I swore to give to your fathers, except Caleb, the son of Jephunneh. He shall see it, and to him and his children I am giving the land on which he walked, because he wholly followed the Lord. They were whispering in their tents, but the Lord heard them, and he was so angry that he swore that no one 20 years old and above would enter the promised land, only Caleb, because he wholly followed the Lord. The literal translation from Hebrew is he completely filled himself after the Lord. He sought the Lord so much that there was no room for anything else, including fear. Verse 37, The Lord was also angry with me for your sake, saying, Even you shall not go in there. Joshua, the son of Nun, who stands before you, he shall go in there. Encourage him, for he shall cause Israel to inherit it. Moreover, your little ones and your children, who you say will be victims, who today have no knowledge of good and evil, they shall go in there. To them I will give it, and they shall possess it. Now, sometime later, at the waters of Meribah, Moses disobeyed the Lord and was told that he couldn't enter the promised land. Joshua was the other spy, along with Caleb, who wholeheartedly followed the Lord. Therefore, he would go into the promised land, leading Israel in conquering it. But as for you, turn and take your journey into the wilderness by way of the Red Sea. Then you answered and said to me, We have sinned against the Lord. We will go up and fight, just as the Lord our God commanded us. And when every one of you had girded on his weapons of war, you were ready to go up into the mountain. 
And the Lord said to me, Tell them, Do not go up, nor fight, for I am not among you, lest you be defeated before your enemies. So I spoke to you, yet you would not listen, but rebelled against the command of the Lord and presumptuously went up into the mountain. And the Amorites who dwelt in that mountain came out against you and chased you as bees do and drove you back from Seir to Hormah. Then you returned and wept before the Lord, but the Lord would not listen to your voice nor give ear to you. So you remain in Kadesh many days, according to the days that you spent there. When the people heard that they couldn't go into the promised land, they confessed their sin. But were they truly sorrowful for their unbelief and disobedience? If they were, then they wouldn't have acted presumptuously against the word of the Lord. They were sorry for the consequences of spending the next 38 years in the wilderness, but not for their actions that brought this about. After going up without the Lord, they were defeated by the Amorites and came back weeping. But God would not listen to their cries. It was too late. They missed their opportunity. And it would have to be the next generation who would inherit the land of milk and honey. May God help us not to remain in the wilderness any longer than necessary, but to go up in faith and dependency upon the Lord to inherit all that He has promised to those who trust in Him. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow we'll see that the Lord instructs Moses not to mess with the surrounding nations of Edom, Moab, and Ammon. God assigns everyone's portion. We hope you'll join us as we continue through the book of Deuteronomy on Simply the Bible.